everyone. Don here with a bit of an intro to our TV theme song bracket challenge episode series. We couldn't just limit our theme song bracket fun to just one episode, so we broke it into three. For this first episode, you get the usual even the score flavor with a great what you listening to segment. Then we jump into the first round of the brackets going through Jason and Anthony's region and whittling down 32 theme songs into 16. I'll jump back in to close out the episode, and in two weeks we'll be back with two more first rounds, my region and the master region, made up of the classic theme songs that didn't make our draft. Speaking of our draft, before you jump into this episode, make sure you give our draft episode a listen to, to see what we picked, what we didn't, and to listen to the pain in Anthony's voice as a certain cat-eating alien is wrenched away from him. We had a blast as we always do with our bracket episodes, and we hope you enjoy this year's offering, our live-action TV theme song bracket challenge. I'll talk to you again at the end of the episode, so until then, let me just go ahead and get this episode started for you. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Even the Score podcast, a podcast about soundtracks and scores from movies, TV shows, and video games. I am your host, Don, and I am, as always, joined by my co-hosts, Anthony and Jason. Hello to you both. Howdy! What's shaking? We are back. We are here again in bracket season. It is April, so the NCAA tournament has finished up, and this is kind of now a running tradition for our little podcast where we get into a a fun little bracket challenge going into the month of April. Uh, The last time we did this, we looked at cartoon TV theme songs, and uh, Jem came out as the inevitable winner of that. Uh, Little underdog Jem that she was, uh, and the holograms, of course, uh, really (laughs) took that whole tournament, and we had such fun with that. We thought about doing it again, but this time we went to our live action TV theme songs. If you haven't already listened to it, we did our draft where we have a little bit more control over the entire bracket this time. In the past, what we did is with the cartoon TV theme songs, we did a bunch of research and just kind of came up with the best 64, but then we had control over the play-in games. So we each got to kind of take four and then one of those was going to go into the master bracket. This time we each took a region. So we each had 16 spots to fill and the way that we filled them was doing a draft draft which was a lot of fun lots of stealing from anthony's list from the sounds of the episode there was a whole lot of your themes seen theme songs getting pulled there anthony i just have a really wide variety of theme songs i like and i'm going into that draft i knew i was gonna be i was gonna get some snatch and done so it's all part of the process, but exactly. I am very emotional, so I'm I'm glad that that came through. <laughs> it definitely did. It was a fun listen as I was editing it. And here we are. We now have our 64, so we each have a region of 16 uh, theme songs that are going to go up against one another. And then out of each of our regions comes an eventual winner, which goes into the final four. We're probably going to break this out into two different episodes. There's a lot to go through, and we want you to follow along kind of at your own pace as well. So we want you to go to our YouTube channel and listen along to each of these matchups in our playlists. It'll be the first rounds uh, for each of the regions, and they're broken down into four different playlists. And then we'll reshuffle them as we get closer into our our uh, second round, our uh, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four, and then into our championship match. So, if you also want to follow along with uh, the progression and uh, get your voice heard, we're doing Twitter polls. We actually just did a whole series of Twitter polls for our first round in preparation for this episode. 
round just to see how our picks go up against the picks of the people. And we had a huge turnout for those. We had almost 2,000 votes on these polls. So lots mm-hmm. of interest in uh, in TV theme songs. And I think with that, we will, uh, we will table the bracket challenge for now and get into our standard segment, which is uh, what you're listening to. And I will ask you both, what have you been listening to lately? I'll let anthony jump in this one first because uh yeah so my big listens um for the last little bit has been um actually just recently about a week ago i heard a song from an artist called oliver sim and he's the bassist from uh the band the xx have you guys ever heard of them i feel like i have heard of the xx xx but i don't know why uh or jamie xx I think that's like the main person in the band. And then they have a band called the XX. Um, I'm trying to think of like what type of music it would be. Kind of like electronic rock or like indie rock, electronic indie rock type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, it's really good. I I haven't fully gotten into it, but um, the bassist from the song uh, released, or sorry, the bassist from the band released their own song. And I guess they have an album coming up and the song is called Fruit. And I did not know he was gay, but oh my goodness, this video and song lay it out very clearly. (laughs) Um, And so it just is uh, my new favorite gay anthem. Um, And it's a soft kind of lulling song, but it's all about being a rock or sorry, being a gem in a, you know, pile full of rocks. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's a really good. I like it. Anyway, it's a really beautiful song, and I literally have had it on repeat for the last week. So I've been really, really enjoying that, um, and I'm going to continue enjoying that and probably look forward to the album that he's got releasing. Um, and then the other big thing that I've been listening to, which is, I guess, the it band of the moment, uh, Wet Leg. Have either of you heard of them? No. No. Um, so they're a duo rock group from Britain, and they had a couple viral videos over the last like four or five months that just really had a lot of good, uh, it's like indie rock that is very catchy, very poppy, very, like, really well done. And uh, they released their new album on Friday, so I've been listening to that too. So it's just been a little bit of an indie rock vibe for me in the last week. Bit of a shift up from Encanto and Slut Pop. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some ways, I suppose, Anthony, because I mean, with a title like Fruit Man, there's yeah. only a couple of ways you can play it. <laughs> you know, it's funny too. The uh, when you type it into YouTube, the way if you just type in Fruit, the first suggestion that comes up is old song, Fruit old song, which I think is a reference to Billie Holiday and her song uh, Strange, oh, Strange Fruit. Fruit. Strange Fruit. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is oh, it's like a new version of Fruit, but without anyway. No, it's not. They're two different songs, and they're <laughs> like two very different vibes. But I still really enjoy the Fruit analogy. So yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Jason, do you guys? Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go? You go first. I probably have a lot to talk about. I've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of listening since our last conversation. Well, this Amazing. will probably be good, because I haven't. 
Um, aside from the focus on our uh, TV theme songs and making my picks, uh, the only thing that I've been really getting into is uh, the Veronica Mars soundtrack. So my wife and I had just started really? watching. I've never seen the show. Oh, and so we good. started it from season one, episode one, as you do. And it, I wouldn't say I'm getting into it. I think it's just more kind of definitely of the era. So it's a, kind of a nice little flashback. Plus, it's very sort of of the the theme of Veronica Mars, which is a little like teenage film noir, but also California punk kid sort of sound. I to think it. it's the um, Dandy Warhols. Dandy a long Warhols. time ago, yep. we used to be friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. Which is a good tie in to our episode here. But yeah, that's that's the, the theme song. It does kind of set mood really well. And it's a fun show. So it's nice to get into something that has been touted for such a long period of time. So I think next, because of the Twin Peaks appearance on this theme song bracket. Mm. I'm going to get into that show next uh, once I can nope. get the DVDs. Have you never watched never, oh! never seen it. You're not alone. I oh! like I uh, I mean, well, of the time it was just it seemed pretty boring to me, so I I I skipped that entirely. Fair enough. And I think there are boring parts but it's actually satire and i think if you approach it with the right if you take it too seriously it is f-ing boring but if you realize it's satire <laughs> holy shit that show is fucking hilarious like oh my god there is some really funny stuff in that show that anyway i don't want to detract well interesting no no okay. no that'll be great it'll be a, a good watch yeah i'm excited for you so that's been pretty much it i've had a pretty quiet last couple of weeks in regards to listening aside from just kind of through osmosis through what uh, we've been watching so jason how about you well before we pan over to me i'm a little curious veronica mars that was i think part of that whole cw upn sort of period that kind of missed me generally speaking but that ran for a while right so what does a a soundtrack of a show that ran for so long actually constitute because it's i mean I'm sure any given episode had a few musical references multiplied times, probably 10 or 13 times however many seasons it ran. So Yeah, so it went ran for four seasons, uh, with one of those seasons being kind of like a reboot. And so what they used to do was pick a few songs that were kind of integral to the show, and then they put those onto compilation albums. But what I think Anthony has talked about in some of his discussions, and I believe you, Jason, had talked about it. You were watching a recent show and spot will do specific playlists based per episode so for veronica mars what people have been doing is just taking each episode of the show and just putting in order the songs that were played from the show that were like Mm. more licensed music any of the instrumental i'm sure you could get that into one big compilation because there's probably less of it but that's pretty much what's been happening with my Veronica Mars listens. I'll go to Spotify and I'll find the episode that we just finished and I'll check out to see what the tracks were and then just kind of take a listen to those. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. That's a really interesting way to consume music. Mm-hmm. given the status of social media right for me that is like because number one that's curated by fans somebody went on their pl- like spotify and was like i'm gonna make this playlist and then you were able to find it which is one of the best reasons why i love spotify because i think that way in which you're engaging with the music is probably what the like artists or like the shows wanted you to do is like it's almost like you get to engage with it a little bit deeper on that mm-hmm. level so 
I'm not only fangirling inside, but I'm also just really happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that is your happy voice, Anthony. (laughs) Well, you both have talked about TV shows recently that you've kind of gotten into that have really good soundtracks. And I know, Anthony, you've talked specifically about finding the Spotify playlist. But Jason, you talked about a show you've been watching. I think it was something about some kid getting involved in the drug trade. Really? Oh, 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 Snowfall or whatever. Yeah, and actually, I haven't <laughs> since uh, we talked about. It, I have. I need to watch more episodes because I kind of like watched it and got distracted by other things. That was definitely pretty cool. And you know, like we talked about last time, there was just like a whole lot of ode to sort of the West Coast of the U.S. sort of sound. I haven't, you know, picked up more episodes to see how where it, whether that sort of keeps going or whether they brought in different sounds over time. But yeah, for me, I I'm not a I'm not like this. I'm not a Spotify dude. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Um, Fair enough. It's I, you know, I, yeah, it's not for everyone. Well, I mean, it, it's. I'm sure it could be, but I just, for me, I'm just more. Well, you know, thank God for YouTube, I suppose, because every now and then, you know, it'll throw up something random or you know. But it, I, like, for me, it's a lot more organic. Like, you know, I may encounter something that way, like something random that's like, oh, what the hell was that? The closest I get to streaming is like you know amazon music like sometimes because i bought so freaking much music (laughs) you know they'll put together a playlist there and like you know i'll be in the shower like and you know having it run while i'm doing that and every now and then there'll be something that'll sort of make me stop and pause and like okay well what is that and i need to flag that and like search that artist out later but generally speaking if i'm liking it i'm buying it in some way shape or form so that's fair that's still kind of my approach but Man, uh, as far as stuff that I'm listening to lately, I was literally just listening to uh, one album a bit before we got on here. Uh, Bad, Bad, Not Good is my jam. Oh. And, um, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I recently got Talk Memory, uh, was listening to that. This usually doesn't happen with jazz to me, but so there are two discs to the, uh, the album on vinyl. And the last, so the D side of that album, like I just, I can freaking listen to that all day. Sometimes I remember the track names. Sometimes I don't. This would be a case where I don't. Um, the the tracks are called Timid, Intimidating, uh, Besides April, and then Talk Meaning, which aren't exactly the most memorable, memorable titles. But then again, I just like I can play that D side constantly. I, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Bad Bad Not Good. I mean, like some of their, their jazz is... It's pretty modern. Sometimes they take interest... Like, I like it all, but I mean, like, they take some pretty interesting turns with it, but that is just... It's really peaceful. It's totally like, okay, put this on, get ready for bed type soothing, like, I'm going to de-stress type tracks there. Aside from that... Wait, before you oh. move on, I have a question about Bad, Bad, Not Good. Are you talking about the jazz band from Toronto? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. I've seen them live. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, I. They are excellent musicians. Like, mm-hmm. amazing musicians. I think that's what Indeed. I... Indeed. Like, I was not really familiar with their stuff, but my friend Dan had introduced me to them, and I was able to catch a performance of them here, and holy crap, like... 
musicians. That's what I like came away with. So anyway, with the capital M. Yeah, yeah. like I really impre- was impressed with their like ability to create music and just be with each other and like listen to each other. And oh my goodness! So anyway, the first part of what you were talking about, I was like. Did he say bad, bad, not good? Like, mm-hmm. I know them. I was like, oh my God, I know them. Anyway, so I. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was one of those things where I have uh, their albums three and four, and I, I've listened to them a bunch. But I saw this the other day at the, the record shop, and I was like, I knew that was coming. It's nice to see it. I'm grabbing it. So I think this is the very last album they did because it's 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, From the looks of their Wikipedia page, they've got the six albums. And yeah, Talk Memory is the latest one. They're also really good producers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, they're really dope. I, I mean, if you like jazz in the least, I, it's kind of hard not to like them. Then my wife had grabbed me uh, Amine because uh, I told her that, you know, like I kind of like some of the songs I've heard from him uh i like the album on a whole i mean like i wouldn't necessarily say it's the the best thing i've heard uh from 2021 but you know it's a solid album i i I dug it and there are a couple songs on there that like i really dig but you know as a body of work it's cool cool i saw mad villain and that was another yoink because you know i mean mf doom but then also mad lib freaking dope i was playing like i got super stuck on the track accordion um because i don't know if you're familiar but it's a really it's like one minute 59 seconds exactly but it's such a such a cool groove i mean the whole the album is cool but that that song really sort of hits you in like the the nads like it just sort of <laughs> you know like holy crap yep Living off borrowed time, the clock tick faster. That'll be the hour they knock the slick blaster. Dick dastardly and muttly with sick laughter. A gunfight and they come to cut the mix master. I see E. Cole, nice to be old. Watch then I happened to see uh, Rhythm Nation, Ooh. which, oh my God. I, you know, I've, I've had that album forever, but not on vinyl. And I saw it on vinyl the other day and I was like, I almost had to double check myself. I'm like, even to the point where I got it home, I was like, am I, do I really not have this? Huh? But, you know, of course, listening to that all over again was great. And the, the record store uh, that I got it from put me onto something that never really, I didn't know. And it was like the most random of facts, but I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Apparently that 1814, which, you know, if you know the album cover and you know her sort of Rhythm Nation outfit, like, you know, yeah. was on her hat, was yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. That 1814 is as simple as just representing the letters from rhythm and nation, huh? like the 18th and the the 18th uh, and the 14th oh. letters. And the whole time I was like, that really? Is, <laughs> sometimes it's not too deep. It's just surface level. <laughs> but uh, fantastic album. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it's such good stuff. And then. My wife also grabbed me this uh, Jay Dilla uh, album that, you know, uh, obviously posthumous of like some of his beats or whatever. Showing it to you guys. That is it's the, a, an incredible album cover. It is pretty awesome. Um, it's something that I think his estate, well, his mom, I think, runs his estate or whatever, like put out. I have other Dilla albums that I think I've enjoyed even more, but it was one thing that sort of hit me is I don't know if you guys are familiar with this song called History. Something that most Def had on the Static 
that beat was on here and i was like oh no way like he did that but then it told like as i was listening i'm like oh that makes 100 percent sense it just you know it sort of emphasizes how freaking prolific he was mm-hmm. i saw one of anderson pack's albums oh, on vinyl nice. i i have all of his music but then like the, again just seeing on a vinyl was one of those yoink type moments and then the last thing that I've been listening to recently was uh, one I saw a different Weather Report album that I didn't have before that I like grabbed uh, in part because Jacko wasn't on it. And I kind of wanted to hear more about how they sounded post him. But oh, and did I get last time we talked, did I mention that I picked up the Pokemon album? No, because if not, no, then, yeah, I'm that's like, also something I've been uh, listening to. So not to dominate this conversation, but yeah, it's it's been a lot. Which is a very good cross the board pop album, if I, I if I do say so. And that's for um, the newest game, eh? No, no, no. This is uh the twenty fifth anniversary album, the one that uh Katy Perry had the track on. Oh wow. I've what? never heard of that. Me neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up right now because I'm like, wait, there was a Pokemon album? There's a twenty fifth anniversary album that was made that had like a bunch of uh, you know, big hitting pop artists across the board. And some not pop. Yeah, Vince Staples, Tierra Whack, um, Post Malone, <laughs> Yeah, I could have done without the Post Malone <laughs> out, uh, track, to be honest, but it, it's it's a really good album overall. Like, a lot better than I thought it would be. And that Vince Staples track bangs. Like, it's sounds way better than it has business to for, you know, representing Pokemon. Like, it, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good. I feel like that about Vince Staples a lot. I really should get into him because... Every time, like, he also worked a lot with, or he works frequently with Gorillaz, and every song he's featured on with Gorillaz is the best songs they have. <laughs> that I'm just like, oh, it's Vince Staples. <laughs> yeah. I'm a catcher. Never started out. Yeah. Life a blessing. So I ball out. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty dope. I, I kind of had the same epiphany about him lately. I was like, to be a, a you know, and I guess I could say this now because I'm sort of middle, effectively middle aged, but to be a young dude, he's 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 kind of a uh, repping the culture pretty hard. So I'm like, I, I have to follow him a little harder. The Post Malone song on that album is a cover of the Hootie and the Blowfishes "Only Want to Be with You." Mm-hmm. Good mercy! That's why I was saying I could have done without it. Ooh. That's not. Yeah, it's just not. First of all, it's not something that was begging for a cover. Agreed. Oh, uh, I don't know. Not by Post Malone. Malone. I could never get into the only song I got into was that Spite Into the Spider Verse. I was just about to say Sunflower. That was like a banger. I'm like, yeah, that deserves a billion like listens. But everything else, I just find it's like. Anyway, let's not go down the Post Malone road. So not a soundtrack per se, but not a normal album either. So those are always some really gems of albums i find that it's just like a random collection of songs that you're just like who put this together like this has yeah no the, good the vinyl's this. pikachu yellow so that's kind of a bonus too good lord i want it <laughs> <laughs> this bridges really nicely into our vinyl talk from last yeah. episode with well uh, two episodes yeah. ago at this point with all the the fun cover art that you just showed us jason and yeah a, a bright yellow disc would be amazing I feel kind of lucky when, like, you know, it's a good pressing on some other than black vinyl. That's cool. Like, that's sort of like, you know, that's a bonus mm-hmm. or whatever. But album art, 
is something you can only truly fully appreciate on vinyl. You can sort of get it from a CD and obviously miniature, mm, but mm-mm. I mean, I like would, to really sort of yeah. get the full vinyl is like the only way for that. And some of that album art is absolutely amazing, gorgeous, complex. Like there's just so much to be said about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with the whole sentiment on an entire episode of album art and just album like packaging and just like how they include what they include it, how they present it. Like there are so many amazing box sets that I have that I just I live on because of the way in which they've constructed it. Like it's just outstanding. So, yes, I'm excited to go down that road soon. (laughs) There's a lot that can be said about that because more than anything else, vinyl forces you to do two things. It really does force you to appreciate album art, and it really does draw your attention to who the other artists are or who the other players are in putting the the album that you're listening to together in a way that, yeah, you can sort of get it from a CD if you buy one, but then you have to look at tiny ass type, and sometimes it doesn't do that justice. Right. Um, and hell, we're not getting any younger. Um <laughs> Yeah, those two things in particular, I think, are just, yeah, pretty awesome aspects of that medium in particular. Well, let's hold the conversation there. I think that was a a lovely return back to what you're listening to. But for now, we will uh, take a bit of a break and we will jump into round one for our TV theme song bracket challenge. Da 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 da. (laughs) Ah. Oh my God. I'm so excited. it is time let's get into uh our tv theme song bracket challenge before we jump into the first round we just uh had we released our draft episode and i wondered if any of either of you any of you either of you had any sort of thoughts about your draft was there anything kind of in hindsight that you wish you had picked up that you didn't is there anything that's not represented on this list that you really had hoped what are your thoughts um, I think for me, the one that, uh, and this may be just because I'm going in and I'm watching it right now, but um, one part of me kind of wishes I had the Game of Thrones theme song because it really is one of the best theme songs I've seen or heard of in the last like 10 to 15 years. I would say everything else, like there's a lot that I've really enjoyed, but man, that is such a stunning theme song. So I'm glad it's in the master list. But a little part of me is sad. It's not mine. (laughs) I thought for sure you were going to grab it. That's why I didn't add it to my list. Uh, Listen, it's like fucking Sophie's choice over here. So (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you got to let a baby go. (laughs) I think for me, so I had a few observations. One, I hated the fact that my picks were going up against my picks. Uh, like, I, you know, I mean, I know, on, yeah, on the yeah. real, like, I would have been much happier if we kind of mixed that up and, like, we were sort of making choices between, like, some of our picks yes. sooner. <laughs> because, I I mean, there were some freaking, I mean, I'm speaking only for myself. I had some pretty heavy hitters on my list. And to whittle, to, like, cut them out so early in the the bracket that was painful the other thing that i i <laughs> i just was kind of tickled by i'm like oh you wacky canadians like some of those themes <laughs> that you all introduced especially the hockey night i was like oh that's so freaking canadian man like i don't know shit about this and i like i just had oh to God, appreciate amazing. it in the moment of listening to it 
Like, oh, okay, well, that's swell. But yeah, moving on. <laughs> that's what we do yeah. best. There, that's 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 fair. I I can appreciate that, but also I really am glad you included it because it is very iconic. Is it's for very... me? It's one of those things that I just it it catches me from childhood, and I thought it would be fun to put on there. Same with my Thomas the Tank Engine pick. It's just like random shit that I just wanted to get into the episode. Yeah, no, but Thomas the Engine's a lot more universal than <laughs> Hockey Night in Canada. You know, I mean, I suppose in retrospect, I could have called out like you know and like the nba theme or something like that but one i'm not I, i've only been sort of a fair weather watcher of basketball and that was mainly in the 90s when like you know that was in chicago and the bulls were doing their thing that was kind of the extent of that but yeah that was just like <laughs> oh know, canada that's, yeah that's, that's very specific <laughs> So the biggest thing in putting up these polls onto Twitter, the thing that seems to be catching the most people out is the absence of Cheers. And I know, Jason, that was like your final choice. You were debating between Cheers and Dawson's Creek and you went kind of more off the wall with it, which was, I think, a, a really good move. But then for it to not even make the master list, which it didn't, like it it didn't even rank in all of the lists that we were looking at. It just didn't get it mentioned as much. So a lot of people were surprised that that wasn't there. But... They were also pleased because somebody who also ran a TV theme song bracket said that Cheers just ran the board. And it, it they had heard other brackets in the past and Cheers just kept on winning. So it's kind of nice that it's not going to be on this list. Well, to be fair, even if I put it on the list, it wouldn't have won. Like, I mean, it, it yeah, not, not with, I know, this crew. Oh, one other random thing about that master list. Mm -hmm. I'm really surprised that the Munsters was the thing that got taken away and not the Adams Family. Oh, really? No, the other way yeah. around. Adam Sandler uh, was on there, and then oh, I replaced yeah, then, it with no. the Munsters. Oh, is that how that went? Yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler was on there, <laughs> and and when we were doing our vetoes, I pulled Adam's Family and yes, put the Munsters okay, the Munsters on. Oh, okay. Well, if that's how that happened, and then I guess it is what it is. But I, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, go for the cutthroat, Jason. This is a, it's a TV bracket. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I, I that choice is a little odd to me, just because, for the most part, I think some of the musical tracks will probably there's some that are pretty excellent, but a lot of them will sort of fit. I think uh, a pretty quick end, but yeah, that was I don't know I. <laughs> I, yeah, something about the Adams family just hit a little different than the monsters to me. That's but fair. you know, I mean, yep, and the, it's the opposite for me, and that's why I made the veto. I think my vetoes weren't exactly great, but I made them. I like the monsters. I thought it was just a, it's a fun theme. But yeah, feel however you want to feel about it. No, well, I guess I, you know, I mean, it, I couldn't have felt too bad because I forgot that you vetoed it. But <laughs> I mean, you know, it just in hindsight, as I was looking at that, I'm like. How did we get here? But yeah. okay, fair. No, I, and again, it's interesting to note about the cheers. Like, I did not know that it was so beloved. Like, I knew that it was a beloved theme song, uh, but I didn't realize that it was so beloved that it dominated the top of the lists. So, like, I am glad that it's not included. Also, the like longer version of the cheers theme song does not stand up over time. Like, mm -hmm. it's really outdated and has some really awful tropes in it. <laughs> so, like, I'm happy that we're not including it because I would have ripped it apart. Well, observations done. 
Uh, listening has been done. So we have listened to the first round. We are asking our listeners to do the same. Again, you can find these playlists on our Even the Score YouTube channel. We've uh, broken it up by region. And we are going to go ahead and get right into it like we did the uh, the first time around. Let's jump up to the top left-hand side of the bracket. And for everybody who's following along, you can find the full bracket on our uh, Twitter page and our Instagram page at Even the Score Pod. But we're going to go through the Jason region. And what we're we're going to do here for the first bit is we're going to go through all of the first rounds in each of the regions but let's take a look at uh, the jason region so i've got kind of a breakdown of how we're going to go in order so that we're always rotating so that it's not always the same person who's last making the final decisions but jason you've got kind of honors here to kick us off with the one versus 16 matchup three's company versus dawson's creek who gets your vote well, this one's easy for me. I'm just, it's Three's Company, um, just because it was just a much bigger part of my growing up than Dawson's Creek was, although I can respect the song. Anthony, who do you got? I also have Three's Company. Okay. I, I, this is a jam. I was playing it when I logged in today because I'm like, it is. It's like a really strong theme song. Uh, and personally for me, I lived with, uh, two people in university, and I always used to joke that we, uh, one of them was Suzanne Summers, the other was Joyce DeWitt, and I was John Ritter. And so the three of us were Three's Company. I used to play this song a lot, not listening to the, the show, but just in general. That's how good it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a clean sweep. I also had Three's Company going on into the second round, so excellent. Let's go down to the 215, Family Ties versus Taxi. And it looks like I'm going to go first here with this one. I have Family Ties as my pick. Uh, Jason. This was legit hard for me Ooh. because I'm because they're both excellent. They are. Um, the artists associated with both of these songs are amazing in their own right. I think what sort of tipped it for me is I think I have a slightly stronger preference for uh, vocal music like Ah. uh you know songs with actual lyrics generally speaking and i that's the only reason bob james and taxi aren't winning here because like that is a super like i don't even i barely remember the show i i didn't you know that was one of those things my parents forced me to watch as opposed to something like i actually gravitated towards but the music itself in the theme and which that album of music from Bob James that is inspired of Taxi, including that song, is we talked about. I think I brought that up here before because I kind of vaguely remember when I bought it or I found it used. Really, really good album, and you know, it's, I wish Bob James was more readily available in record stores, generally speaking, because there's a whole bunch of stuff of his that I really want to get. Just because he's dope, it's the the contributions that he also ultimately made to hip hop um not directly but because he was just so heavily freaking sampled but denise man denise williams her voice in particular like i think that was one of the first cassette tapes that i like had as a kid you know the whole i want to say the album that had let's hear it for the boys probably like one of the first musical memories that i had oh wow of like stuff on cassettes and yeah i mean her and mathis that was just like a really hell of a good when they when they got together, it was usually magic, yeah. and it's magic even on this uh, Family Ties theme. Anthony? Uh, mine's also Family Ties. I, uh, I'm i more familiar with um, Family Ties, and I can like kind of reference it easier, but then 
I do hear the taxi theme and I'm like, damn, that's a solid song. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's I was yeah, but I love Family Ties, so I'm gonna go Family Ties. Mm -hmm. This was a hard one. Like it was really the the start it it I like that how the start it drastically changes after the kind of you get your I don't know if it's a piccolo or whatever kind of the wind instrument is and then you get the the organ it's just so funky and so fun and i really liked the show and watching it kind of as i got older i mean the cast is a murderer's row you've got christopher lloyd and danny devito you've got andy kaufman doing his thing tony danza's in there I and mean, it's a really great lineup uh oh maybe not Jason. no i was just <laughs> I, i'm frowning at the tony danza part because you know he could go suck a brick nowadays but you know really I mean, yes. oh is he canceled he's no he's not canceled is he just being an but asshole he's just kind of i well anyways all I, right I, this no. isn't this isn't a political show i'll just <laughs> leave it there fair all right we've got family ties moving on into the next round let's go up to the 314 different strokes versus night court and anthony you can take honors here i like both of these songs a lot and mm -hmm. interestingly enough i was listening to more different strokes over night court and then when i was going back through my rewatch i was or my re-listen i'm like oh no i forgot about night court and how good it is so this one was difficult for me but okay. um i think i'm gonna go different strokes i really like that theme song it's so good one for different strokes uh I've got the second. I will be picking Night Court. So it is 1 1. Night Court is oh, classic Jason. for me. It's. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Pressure on exactly. Me. This is <laughs> Damn you, Don. Why this, couldn't you just. It creates it, drama. <laughs> I suppose. Man, this, this is also, again, like I said about my bracket, I kind of wish it got mixed up with some of yours because these are just really difficult choices to make up front. Uh, different Strokes is, I mean, is iconic. Night Court is freaking, I won't say it's underappreciated just because I appreciate it, but I will say that I don't think that when people talk about themes, it, it gets the credit it deserves. It is a really good groove, and I really hate that it's put up against this song. But unfortunately, my blackness won't let me uh, <laughs> won't let me choose Night Court in this situation. I, I've got to go with different strokes, kind of out of obligation. But I really wish these songs weren't put up against each other. Completely understandable. Different strokes over Night Court. It takes different strokes. It takes different <laughs> strokes for the world. Oh, it's so good. Mmm. <laughs> And then, you know, the Chappelle part, this is the gooch. Yeah. <laughs> all, all that has to be part of all, totally. all that has to be part of the conversation. That's all like just, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's jump up to 413, the Partridge family versus Sanford and Son. Jason, we are back to you to lead us off. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh man. Uh, again, I Two freaking heavyweights, and unfortunately, one can leave. Um, I'm gonna make this easy on myself and just say Sanford and Son. Okay, I also had Sanford and Son, so that means Anthony's pick is easier. What'd you have, Anthony? 
I had the Partridge family, but I'm very happy to hear that Sanford and Sons, uh, Sanford and Sons going on. Mm-hmm. We had a really good conversation about it just briefly when we were doing our documentaries episode. And Jason, you were talking about Quincy because without Quincy Jones, we don't get the Sanford and Son theme. And that thing is funky as hell. So I love that yeah. theme and I'm glad I'm glad you got it when you did. But I knew it was going to be an interesting pick because you got it so late in the draft. It was going to be up against one of your earlier picks, and it was up against the fourth one that you took overall. So, which in in this by no means means that I dislike the Partridge no, fam- no, no. Partridge family <laughs> because I mean that that joint is a bop. Um, it really was, and it um that definitely played heavy in my uh, childhood too. So you know, it's it it is what it is. But <sighs> it's the first appearance of um susan day in this there are two susan day theme songs we'll get to the second in anthony's region but we will in the meantime go up to the 512 matchup the monkeys versus the wire season four specifically and for this i kick us off and in listening to this i think this was a difficult matchup for me i enjoy the monkeys I enjoy. I didn't get into The Wire as much as I really should, and it, that'll probably be one of those old TV shows along with Veronica Mars and Twin Peaks that I really need to get into more, but I really liked this version of The Wire's theme song. I know some of the other versions, so I picked it over The Monkees. Uh, Anthony, what did you pick? I also chose The Wire. I like The Monkees, but I was never, like, I don't know, I never really got into the show, and every once in a while, like, I can listen to The Monkees, but Man, I've watched the season one of The Wire, and I haven't come back to it, not because I didn't like it, but because it was so intense, and I was like, it's a really intense show, but it's so well done, and I'm looking forward to coming back to it, so knowing that this is going to be the fourth season, (laughs) um, I definitely chose it. It's really good. Excellent. Jason, what did you have? I can be at peace here, because again, (laughs) these are just really, really difficult really difficult decisions i chose the monkeys only because i i picked the fourth season of the wire for a very specific reason like you know like i may have mentioned before compared to all the other themes it just it had a certain soul to it and like a certain pain that i think was kind of unmatched by the other seasons and i've watched the entire thing like i was I watched The Wire like I watched Breaking Bad. Like, it's just one of those things that once I got put on, I couldn't stop watching it. But we're not talking about how great the series is from an acting standpoint. This is strictly musical. When we got to, when I got to the fourth season, I was just like, oh, (laughs) oh, this woman's voice is amazing. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even into blues like that, but I like her spin on this. This is dope. But... The monkeys, man, like that is music that even now you hear it, you immediately grab folks that are on the same wavelength. You you, you grab their shoulder, you try to do the walk down the street. Like it <laughs> literally is. It's it one of those infectious grooves. And just being true to myself, because these freaking songs were smushed together in the bracket, I went with the monkeys. But I'm I'm good with the fact that you guys chose. Uh, we're pushing the wire through the wire. Here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm good with it. Six eleven, the Jeffersons versus Scrubs, and Whoa. Anthony, you're up. Um, so I went with the Jeffersons. Okay, I 
didn't really get into Scrubs. And so hearing the theme song, I can definitely like jam to it. But I, there's something that's too iconic about the Jeffersons for me that I, I just, yeah, I really like that theme song. Excellent. Jason? Yeah, I, I also went with the Jeffersons. Again, the Scrubs is, to, for me, one of those series that came out that I really just got into. Like, it was it was my jam for from start to finish. Way more so than the Jeffersons was, because, like, as a kid, I didn't totally get the Jeffersons. It wasn't until much later that it even made most, you know, like, it's sense to me. But, okay... <laughs> Again, the the song is just, it's really hard to compare. Like, these two don't belong in a competition together at this point. Um, it, it's just, it's too good. I mean, and there, there's so much, yeah, there's so much to be said about that theme. It's just too good. It, it has to go forward. Like, in hearing the Jeffersons, I can see Sherman Hemsley just kind of the way he walked into the building, just celebrating that they'd finally made it. And it just, it's cheeriness for me and it's such a good tune. So yeah, the Jeffersons made yeah. it into the next round for me, but Scrubs is one of those shows that came later on. It was a, it's a quick hit in the episode. Like I, it's probably the shortest sort of clip that we have in all of the, the regions uh, playlists on YouTube, but it's mm-hmm. it really good. It captures the sense of the show in a really short burst and it's just fun and funky. So it is tough, a matchup so early like that in this bracket, but it's what we got to roll with. And we went <laughs> 3-0 Jefferson. So Jefferson's is moving on. And in the next round, we go down to In Living Color and Silver Spoons. And Jason, you have honors. This one's as much as I like Silver Spoons, and I like it a lot. I mean, like, again, big part of the childhood. In Living Color is just way too much of a jam. Um, not even just from a introducing the series theme like it is really actually pretty good music you know when you see like the the fly girls like dancing to that song it's legit because it makes sense to be dancing to that song it is a bop and you know i mean heavy heavy d's rap like everything just makes it didn't feel the least bit cheesy it's it's good music that actually just introduced a really you know a hell of a good tv show agreed i'm moving it forward as well anthony Three for three. Three for three. That is such a... Actually, it was interesting. That was one of the shows that my family or my mom wouldn't let us watch. But we would... Like, the way in which our house was, that we had, like, a set of stairs going down into our family room. So instead of watching on the couch, we would watch at the top of the stairs. <laughs> and so, like, I would watch and live in color and not understand a lot of the jokes that were going on. But I loved it. I was like, this is the funniest show ever. So the music was definitely a big part of that. So I'm glad it's moving on. Yes, indeed. The final first round matchup in the Jason region is Living Single versus Webster. And I have the first pick here. I am going to go with Webster. It is more of a classic for me. I remember watching Webster pretty consistently. And in the re-listening, just enjoyed it. Kind of brought back that lovely flood of nostalgia. And uh, again, it was kind of one of those original themes that the singers were singing about the actions, like the plot of the the pre-show stuff. So I just really kind of dug it and that's the one that i was going with jason uh this one's living single for me um 
kind of on a similar premise to in living color it's just it's a really it's it's funky it's cool to see you know like one of uh queen latifah's more earlier sort of singing uh attempts which you know she's a hell of a singer you know i i've still got visions of big les doing like her sort of iconic dance in like the opening it's it's really it's just a it's a cool and it also it it kind of in a more vague way, talks about the themes in the show. It, it's, yeah, it's that for me. Anthony. Uh, it's Living Single for me. Living Single moves on. Yeah, it's interestingly enough, I didn't really watch Webster, but I definitely watched a lot of Living Single. And I think her name is Kim Fields. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She is <laughs> hilarious. And that was, I think, my introduction, or this show was my introduction to her. And, uh, yeah, so I remember you just used to tuning in for her and obviously Queen Latifah because I love the Queen. But, um, yeah, Living Single was really good. I was really sad, actually, when it was canceled. Yeah. That is the first round done for the Jason region. So going into the second round, we've got Three's Company going up against Living Single, The Wire Season 4 going up against Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons against Different Strokes, and In Living Color against Family Ties. Jason, what was your kind of mindset going into the draft when it came to your bracket, your region, and your 16 selections? And how do you feel with the first round in the books? <sighs> I mean, I, I think my mindset going into the songs was just, it was really the TV shows that had a big influence on my life that had amazing themes. Because it, was, it wasn't the other way around, like, you know, shows that I liked because of the music. No, I mean... It was a, a happy marriage of the both, but I mean, I, coming out of this, I'm I'm tormented, man. Like I just I you know all of these are winners. There's some really strong songs here. Not to say that you guys like don't have strong choices in yours, but <laughs> to um yeah, to me, I just I hate the fact that they're going against each other so soon. I feel that a lot. I have been not looking at my list because every time I do I'm like I'm gutted because I'm like oh my god some of the pairings are all oh, gonna be so hard it's gonna hurt anyway yeah it is but again that's what constantly that's what creates the drama exactly listening tension well let's mm-hmm. let's jump over to that then Anthony it's time to kill your darlings and go oh. into the first round <laughs> And we are going to jump right into your first oh round my God. of Golden Girls versus Saved by the Bell. So, Anthony, you have why honors. You do this? I, I, me, I survived, you do Anthony. This? You'll be all right, man. Hang in there. It's okay. Oh, my God. Ugh. Okay. Well, so for this one, I chose Golden Girls because obviously mm-hmm. um, Golden Girls is probably my top pick of a television theme song of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was evident when I snatched it as my first choice. <laughs> um, so having it go up against Saved by the Bell, I think is okay because Saved by the Bell is really good. Uh, it's very catchy. It really is invocative of the time period. So I like that, but I think uh, Golden Girls is classic. I think it has a lot more timeless feel to it where saved by the bell i as i was even rewatching it and rewatching the intro i was like oh good lord i was such a loser for watching the show zach morris is an awful person but loser in the fun way like you know kind of like oh god i thought this was cool oh yeah like Mm -hmm. i really genuinely thought this was like the pinnacle of cool that i should strive strive towards (laughs) but i don't know i'd rather have 
four older ladies in moo-moos on the lanai than Zach Morris any day. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, I also picked Golden Girls. Yes. It was, I mean, Saved by the Bell is similar to what you just said, Anthony. I watched that show, like, nonstop. It was always on in my household. We constantly watched it. And then kind of going back, it is definitely of the era. It's still good. Like, like Jason said, like, there's no, there's no losers here. We pick these 16 in our own regions for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all great and they all mean something to us. But I mean, Golden Girls is just epic. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. So that was my pick. Jason, to round it out. Yeah, no drama here. I mean, the Golden Girls theme is, um, is epic. And I I think you really have to have been living under a rock for the last (laughs) 40 years to not know how good of a jam that is it is definitely going to be one to watch coming through this entire bracket thing because it's it's yeah it, it's that now as far as saved by the bell goes i mean like you know that has an interesting place in my uh my memory because yeah it's a part of my it's part of my like sort of early teens it was the part of me where you know, Saturday morning cartoons was kind of dying. It was yes. literally the end of the Saturday yes. morning cartoon Absolutely period. Right. It was like the last thing. Like, it was like, yeah. Just at the end, <laughs> you were like starting to transition into adulthood slash the afternoon. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was definitely like a movement up where you're like, oh, I don't need those kid cartoons anymore. I've got saved by the bell. So in a way it was like, it was a really weird metaphor for a lot of things, but in retrospect, though, I mean, I kind of feel like Anthony on that, like, yeah, this is, oh, God, did I really like this? And, you know, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. Excellent. Let's jump down to the 215. Anthony's got Murder, She Wrote going up against Reading Rainbow. And Jason, how about your vote first? <laughs> so this was easy for me. Murder, She Wrote, I think I have sort of an aversion to strictly because... It was one of those things that if I saw it, it was forced upon me as opposed to me actually seeking it out. Reading Rainbow, though, and it was funny as I was uh, going, like, watching the playlist or whatever, and I was actually listening to the song. I was like, hold up a minute. That's Shaka Khan. And then, like, I looked it up afterwards. I'm like, that's Shaka Khan. I I have to choose that. But, I mean, it also was a a huge part of my PBS watching. And I'm, you know, I mean, I probably wouldn't be the, the person I am today without sort of that whole segment. And just like the stuff that I would watch on PBS of which reading rainbow was a huge part for sure. I've got the next vote here. I'm also going reading rainbow. Reading rainbow was an amazing kind of memory lane song for me to read, listen to. I mean it, but it's, but again, it's not something that I just re-listened to recently. Like I've listened to reading rainbow for on and off for the last couple of years now, just because it's, it, it's a great tune. There's a, uh, a store up in uh, Canada called retro kid. And they have this line of reading rainbow clothing and apparel. That's really mm. cool. So that kind of comes mm. out every once in a while. And it's just great. Like it is a really great theme and a great show. I mean, LeVar Burton doing some fantastic stuff there i couldn't couldn't not put it through as much as i appreciate what um murder she wrote's putting out there it wasn't for me Uh, and to go up against reading rainbow was an easy pick anthony what'd you have (laughs) do we need to ask (laughs) i'd like to take this moment to mourn murder she wrote oh god it's gone (laughs) no i did vote for murder she wrote okay i what i love reading rainbow in fact this is the second time that i've like tried to get it into the draft the first time 
I said to Don that I was like, well, technically there's cartoons in the show. So I tried to get Reading Rainbow into the first draft pick, and I, I didn't succeed. So the fact that now I'm in this, and I think, again, I'm, I'm happy that it's moving forward. But honestly, Murder, She Wrote is that intro and that whole, like, piano vibe and those intercuts of her, you know, Jogging. slicing and dicing. No, she's the murderer. Listen, I don't know if I've ever told you about this fan theory, but like that she was the one who committed all the murders. Makes sense. In throughout the entire show. Anyway, uh, I definitely am happy that Reading Rainbow is going forward because it is a pop and jam like that. I yeah, like you said, Don. I listen to it very frequently, but I am extremely sad, and I might have some negative feedback from homosexuals about <laughs> murder she wrote. Not going forward <laughs> oh, well, oh, no Jason's got it's uh i would definitely say that murder she wrote is has a cute huge cult following specifically gay male cult following i think there's didn't a know that yeah there's wow. a lot of queer men who love murder she wrote and love that sassy angela lansbury for solving her murder mysteries and surprisingly you can shock me and you can include me as one of those so okay reading rainbow it is though well, Anthony can mourn a little bit later after yes. the record. Reading Rainbow <laughs> does move on two to one. But let's go ahead and jump up to the 314 Gilmore Girls versus Hill Street Blues. I've got the first pick here. This was a bit more of a difficult one for me, but I am going to put my vote behind Gilmore Girls. It's probably more recent for me just because of my 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 wife's rewatch of the show. Hill Street Blues in listening to it again. It's slow, but it just it didn't capture the same way that the Gilmore Girls did for me. I, I mean, this is a, probably not the strongest of matchups in the bracket, though, and we'll see Gilmore Girls go up against a, a, a difficult one in the next round. But that's if they even make it through. <laughs> it's presumptuous if, much. If, if, I was if, just going to say, that's some shade to I'm sorry, blues. sorry. I misspoke. My apologies. <laughs> that's just my vote. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anthony, who did you pick? Well, it's Gilmore Girls. Okay. <laughs> All right, wow. you got I so this is another one that was easy but hard. Hill Street Blues I, I, I is interesting enough. I just know the theme song. Like I really have no connection to the show. I never watched it. And so when I watched the intro, this is going to sound really bad and I'm going to sound like an airhead, but I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't realize it was a cop show. Like I, I or I guess I forgot, but then when I watched the intro, I was like Oh, God, this is a cop show? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, I don't... Oh, okay, I'm going to listen to Goldmore <laughs> Girls again. So I love Hill Street Blues, but I'm also not upset that Gilmore Girls is going forward because Gilmore Girls was my vote, and uh, it's really... I'm going to talk more about Gilmore Girls because it is going forward, so I'm going to save my next story and just say Gilmore Girls. Let's see what Jason has to say. Well... I'll be contrarian here. Um, Ooh, yes. It doesn't matter, but yeah. So Gilgore, Gilmore Girls means next to nothing to me, probably for the same reason that Dawson's Creek doesn't really uh, mean. Like I chose it because I knew it was a, a big theme, and like you know, people still sing it, but it wasn't that meaningful to me. And yeah, Gil, Gilmore Girls. I don't know why I'm having <laughs> such a hard time with that particular one, I, although I did it. Does kind of lend itself to that. 
this is kind of interesting to hear like you all like talk about the fact that you didn't have any connection to it well guess what me neither um it was one of those like a cop show like i was definitely a kid when this was on the air it meant nothing to like the actual show meant nothing but the music freaking that theme is amazing sonically so i chose it strictly for that reason but uh, you know if it not all my choices are going to go forward. I'm good with that. But yeah, I way more of a, a bop to me. Next round, four versus 13. Who's the boss versus Twin Peaks? Anthony, who do you got? God, okay. So the thing about who's the boss, specifically the theme song is, it's it's very indicative of the show. And the show was, in my opinion, actually really ahead of its time and actually was a foreground, a kind of a seeding ground, if you will, for a lot of like queer positivity. And, like, the show actually has a lot of allies in it. Like, Judith Light is a huge champion of LGBTQ plus rights. Danny Pintaro identifies as being gay. Alyssa Milano is, like, was very heavily involved in the Me Too movement. And also, um, I think, been a part of maybe some anti-vax stuff. I have to double check. I hope not. But Who's the Boss was such a gender fuck. And I think that's why it's really iconic and I really like it. But Twin Peaks is my jam. I love Twin Peaks and that slow soap opera build is exactly what I want from the show. And I think it fits perfectly. I think both of these fit perfectly. And the fact that they're paired together is actually a really good competition. But I'm going with Twin Peaks. All right. Twin Peaks is the vote. Uh, Jason, what did you select? So (laughs) it's, it's funny in retrospect because I can see, Anthony, exactly what you're saying about sort of the uh, what was being presented in the show. And it's amazing. I mean, yeah, for all the, the folks that you mentioned uh, that are actually pretty cool folks, um, like, you know, like the Alyssa Milano. Although I didn't know if she had issues with the uh, vaccines. I don't I, I mean, le- I'm checking. I'm, like, right, I, I'm fact checking right now because I feel like I might have misquoted. I mean, I know she's definitely on the the more liberal side of things and you know i I definitely respect her as a person i don't think i knew much about judith just because you know not my generation or whatever but that's that's cool but again trying to keep that all of that out of it like when i was listening to twin peaks you know i tried to keep a fairly open mind but i was kind of bored musically with the theme Um, really yeah it just wasn't that interesting to me so and I, i didn't really watch that show i mean that notwithstanding, I mean, I think I've chose some music that is somewhat contrary to what I actually really enjoyed watching. But Who's the Boss just has a really good theme. Um, so, yeah, that was. But Tony Dance is still a dick. So I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to leave that out there and we can move on. But Who's the Boss gets my vote. OK, so I break the tie here in listening to the theme songs and with me not being familiar with Twin Peaks I didn't know the length of the theme song I didn't know that it it, it extended beyond just kind of the slow sort of lackadaisical start that it had just that doom doom I didn't know that it yes. kind of then kind of swelled to be more soap opera-y and in listening to it I thought it was going to be more of the for the start rather than the rest of it and in comparison to something that like who's the boss and just just taking the context of of the theme song alone it's better in my opinion so i have to put who's the boss through as well i enjoyed it it's more sort of classically sort of nostalgic for me 
And I just think it's kind of of that era, really fun, really sort of interesting lyrically that kind of outlined a little bit more of what the show was kind of getting into. And I just, I like it better. So Who's the Boss is my pick. So two to one, it goes on and beats Twin Peaks. Bye, Twin Peaks. <laughs> and we just move one up onto the bracket for the next round, which is Perfect Strangers versus True Blood. And Jason, Oof. you have honors for this one. Well, this one was kind of hard um, because I like them both for very different reasons. They're very different shows. You know, Perfect Strangers was of the era. So, like, I like it. I, I, I like the song. But I think True Blood was sort of, one of those shows where, you know, and I, to me, True Blood was great for a while and they kind of went off the rails towards the end. Yes. Um, I, but in terms of the theme, like, aside from the fact that it's it's good music, it's got sort of like a funky twang to it or whatever, I just like the irony, or it's not even irony, because it's, it's talking about exactly what the characters are doing. They're doing bad things to each other. But I liked it. Like it, it just it sort of had this sort of sexy sort of vampire thing going on, and I like I dug it. Um, so true. Uh, yeah, True Blood definitely. True Blood gets the vote from Jason Anthony. What do you got? Oh, okay. Um, so I agree with you. I think the True Blood theme song gets sexy Halloween monsters perfectly. Because I wouldn't even say vampires. I would just say because that show is generally about scary Halloween monsters all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in the beginning it was definitely a vampire-centric show. So that's mm -hmm. definitely how it got its drive. But that's what I loved about True Blood is it opened up a huge universe and then it just got too big and they didn't know what to do with it. So I agree. I think it was a good limited series they should have done. But that theme song still to this day is like 10 out of 10 for me. It's so good. But the Perfect Strangers theme is one of my top 80s theme songs. Like, I keep coming back to that one when it's referenced in shows. I love it. It was such a weird show. And watching the first season intro, I forgot how much of a setup there is in the first kind of like piece where they're Balky and the other guy are mm -hmm. on their way to Chicago and they're going to meet in the middle. And... I just love The Perfect Strangers because it is such... A, I love that theme song so much. It's got too much nostalgia for me. So I'm giving my vote to Perfect Strangers. Let's see what Don says. And I break the tie again. Oh boy, here we go. True Blood is so different from anything else that I think on is on this list. It is a great, like, just straight up song. It's really, like, has already been said, very sexy. It does fit in with, I think, first season True Blood. With this idea that there is this vampire culture. It's this this underlying sexiness. Like, it's New Orleans. And New Orleans is kind of the seedy underbelly from kind of the outsider perspective of the U.S. With, like, Mardi Gras and the Bayou and all that sort of stuff. And it's a really great song. And I think it, it absolutely fits the show. But I am with Anthony on this. I think oh. Perfect Strangers is one of the greatest theme songs from the 80s slash 90s. And I couldn't wow. I couldn't not put it through. I I in listening to all of the theme songs as we were going through, that's the one that just kept on kind of getting stuck in my head. And I still I know the lyrics, I remember the show, and I think musically it's just really fun. So I can't not put through Perfect Strangers into I'm the next sad. round. 
Sad to see True That's Blood tough. go. It, that was a tough matchup that to go through. It is. That was a really hard one. That was. Uh, I think again, it's the I toughest just... one of your first round. Uh, yeah, I would argue. Yeah, that's, uh, I just started rewatching True Blood again, too. So that has also, like, kicked it into me that I'm like, God, I really enjoyed the first part of the show. <laughs> the first half of the show. Okay, the uh, 5-12 is done. Let's move on to the 6-11 matchup, which I'm sure will just be a wonderful conversation about how great Canada, <laughs> Canadian TV shows are. And it is Littlest Hobo versus L.A. Law. And uh, this is the weirdest matchup ever. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, agree. That's I, definitely true. I have the weirdest choices sometimes. This is it's good. This, it's a yeah. good matchup. Anyway, let's see. Let's see how this goes. Well, <laughs> I've got the first pick here for this one. Um, L.A. Law, I, I have known that theme song forever. In re-listening to it, though, I, I forgot how repetitive it did get. So I went classic Canadian and I went Littlest Hobo just out of the sake of I just I preferred it a little bit better. I don't think it, I, I don't think either of these is going to be blowing my socks off compared to some of the other selections on this entire bracket. But in this specific matchup, I'll throw my vote behind Littlest Hobo and I will pass it over to Jason for his vote. Um, I'll make this one quick and not uh, get too verbose with this. I I, I went with L.A. Law. Okay. I none neither one of these was a very strong choice for me either way. But but yeah. I went with the lesser of two evils. <laughs> I mean, that's what you have yeah, to do kinda. sometimes. Um. Well, I guess that puts it in my court. So, like, the thing with L.A. Law is the only th- two things I know about that show are that one of the characters fell down an elevator shaft because yep, they, they wanted to get rid of her. I guess they didn't like her, so they got rid of her by throwing her down an elevator shaft. And the theme song. Those are the only two things I, things I know about L.A. Law. So, um, yeah, I went with Littlest Hobo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love L.A. Law, and I'll listen to that theme song, but I, I guess my, my poor little Canadian heart just aches for that dog. And it travels around Ontario, and maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow it'll settle down. But until tomorrow, it'll just keep moving on. And move Uh, on it does. The little Tobo moves on to the next round. It just, and it's so funny because, like, I was like watching, rewatching the intro again, and I'm like, oh, this is just the Canadian version of Lassie. Essentially. You know. It is like well, the, and then, but there was no, no. owner. But then my next thought was, <laughs> man, what a fucked up revival that you don't give the dog any owners, and that it's just wandering around aimlessly without a family all the time. I'm like, that's kind of depressing. Like, what a weird <laughs> twist on the like classic dog trope. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I, I can't let that Lassie comparison stand because I mean, yeah, okay, dog doing helpful dog things, but on the one. A person using their really nice, helpful, friendly dog for the service of others versus this dog that just nobody wants to. I, no, I, I can't. I mean, it's a touching point. It's <laughs> it's Canadian real television, I guess. I don't know. I, <laughs> well, I'm glad Littlest Hobo is moving on. It's a fun song. I enjoy the theme song. Like it did <laughs> the whole time. Exactly. Moving on. It is moving exactly. on. And we move on to the 710. Oh. See? Segways. Whoa. <laughs> X-Files versus Wonder Woman. Anthony. Oh, you got Why do you put these two together? 
You put them together <laughs> by your selections. I know. So I feel the same way, man. I, I'm, I, I I'm still sympathize. blaming you. Okay, no. Um, uh, I take full responsibility of putting these two together. I think it's excellent the way that they're two kind of like sci-fi, futuristic, kind of like uh, fantasy shows. Again, there's like a tweet going around right now that says every gay man at the age of 13 has to choose one popular culture woman to obsessively follow for the rest of their life. I've seen that, yeah. (laughs) And it's true. It's true, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's true. Some stereotypes (laughs) are true. Anyway, but I know that a lot, a lot, a lot of people chose Wonder Woman (laughs) as their, like, guiding savior. And I think it's an amazing, it just is such an iconic uh, theme song and it just is so important especially in feminist history and just representation on television and even you know I was drinking a Wonder Woman mug today and it's an iconic character that you know stands the test of time and I think the television show was really good but, um, but I was an X-Files <laughs> nerd I was I know whoever just said but you know me exactly well <laughs> I, I always like heap on the praise of the one I'm not going to vote for and then I'm like yeah but sorry it's X-Files that's fair I voted X-Files because uh, this is how much I love the X-Files I was not invited to a lot of parties and this one time I got invited to a, fr- a party on a Friday night and I chose to go and at nine o'clock, I walked upstairs and watched X Files with their parents. That's I, I'm a nerd. Like I literally left a social invite to go like hang out with forty year old Italian parents to watch the X Files. So yeah, I, I'm pushing that one forward. Anyway, off to you guys. <laughs> See, you feel the pain. I feel the you don't pain. Know which one to do. Especially in the second one. Oh, I mean it's. I picked the X-Files. I'll just get it out there up front. X-Files will move on for me. It's iconic. Wonder Woman's really good, though. I I, I, I had a hard time with this for the most part, but then I just remembered how much and how iconic the, the X-Files theme song is and just how it can still be whistled and hummed today. It's still kind of out there and a part of kind of the discussion. So I just I had to move X-Files into the next round. Jason? Well, my pick is kind of irrelevant, but... I'm going to be the contrary one. Uh, Again, X-Files is something that I kind of got into, kind of. I think it was a really great series. And I can't argue the fact that its music isn't iconic. I mean, you you play the first few uh, notes of that and everybody knows what it is. I just think that Wonder Woman is the, the theme, not, again, show and all that stuff notwithstanding the theme is just so much more dynamic. I I like the sort of the call and response thing that goes on in that theme. I, I like the groove of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's all the things you guys said about it. Well, in particular, Anthony, about it being iconic. And I didn't, you know, I mean, I guess I, I'm learning a lot about, uh, you know, uh, gay culture, uh, gay like. culture <laughs> through our interactions. I mean, way more than I think I would have had exposure to otherwise. So mm-hmm. knowing that, I mean, I guess it makes sense that that it could be a thing in that community. But I, for me, I, I don't even know if I would call uh, Linda Carter a crush or anything. But like, she just it she that show occupied so much space back then mm-hmm. as a kid for me that I think I would be it would be hard for me to choose X Files over it. 
I'm not again not saying that X Files isn't uh, cool and everything. And then come to find out that she's actually Latina too, which you know that only I only came to that revelation in the last couple of years. But hey, that's the thing too. So, but again, that doesn't really bear on the music. Wonder Woman is just a bot. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Okay, final matchup of Anthony's first round. Uh, it goes to the 8-9 matchup. Tales from the Crypt versus Facts of Life. Two very similar shows. <laughs> that I, I... This, is, this is where I'm like, again, we have like a really good, solid competition where you're like, oh, these are two ones. And then you're just like, Anthony, what do you watch? Like, <laughs> good lord, man. And these were back-to-back picks for you, so... Yeah. I know that I was like, I was like, yeah, I gotta get that Facts of Life in. And weirdly enough, like, when we just came out of Jason's region, four out of Jason's first eight, we all agreed. Anthony, there's only one unanimous decision so far in your entire bracket. Let's see what happens with the 8-9 matchup. And Jason, you're gonna kick us off with your pick. Tales from the Crypt or Facts of Life? Facts of Life. Won't belabor it. It will not be a unanimous pick. I uh, took uh, Tales from the Crypt. I like the it, it. It's just it's still in my head ever since I and I was a big fan of those shows. Like when I was younger, in my tween years, it was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Then I kind of matured into Tales from the Crypt, which is kind of getting a little bit more extreme, and then kind of migrated into horror movies into late like younger adulthood. So I mean, I can't not go with my my original sort of fondness for those sort of horror stories from tv so tales from the crypt was my pick and anthony gets to break the tie i also chose tales from the crypt okay. oh 2d i'm sorry blair <laughs> joe oh no i'm sorry girls girls <laughs> um i love the facts of life i think it was one of those shows that uh i always remember their uh like special episodes and particularly, I remember when uh, I think Tootie and Natalie get a bong so they can hold jelly beans in it. Oh, awesome. why are they so dumb? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tales from the Crypt was much more of my, you know, uh, jam. And I would say definitely Donna had a similar experience where it was one of my graduating shows mm-hmm. of, you know, escalating interests in horror. And I still listen to this theme song. Danny Elfman is a personal, I'm a big fan of Danny Elfman, so I definitely have to push through Tales from the Crypt. So even though Alan Thicke did write Facts of Life. Oh, did he? He did. So there's a little bit of Canadian trivia, but. Another one of his hits. Yeah. He's also kind of a dick, but anyways. Yeah, and (laughs) his son is also a dick too, so like, let's. Yeah. the, The river doesn't. Dream far from the ocean. Sure. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know, well, I know what, what you're trying to say. That. that was awful. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just brush past. I mean, that one maybe there. an Animal yeah, Crossing, yeah, but so Anthony's second round is looking like this: uh, Golden Girls versus Tales from the Crypt, Perfect Strangers ah! versus Who's the Boss, Little Tobo versus Gilmore Girls, and X Files versus Reading Rainbow. Anthony, going into the draft, what was your what was your kind of overall thoughts on how you selected your first sixteen and how you feeling going into your sec- second round? 
So I had actually a list of like 28 theme songs I brought to the draft originally because I was like, all right, I'm going to need to have some backups. But I think that was a bit of a problem because then it created a little bit of panic in me and I started to like grab at things that I love. And so I think I got a really good selection, core selection of what I wanted. And to see the ones that have moved forward, I laugh because I'm like, they really are indicative of my choices. Like, I think even out of the 16 that I chose, the eight that are moving forward are pretty ridiculous and all over the place. And that's exactly <laughs> how I live my life. <laughs> hey, respect, man. The yeah, like, jumbled up mixed bag there. Again, it just is so, like, the Golden Girls versus Tales from the Crypt, like... That's pretty funny because they're old. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, wow. I like it. I know, okay. I like it. <laughs> it worked on several levels. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm excited to go into this next round with my eight solid choices. Hey everyone, Don again to close out the episode. Thanks for listening to part one of three in our TV theme song bracket challenge. We've got two more on the way and we'll eventually get down to a winner. Who will it be? Well, judging by our Twitter polls, after over 5,000 votes, it's going to be The Muppet Show. But you'll have to listen in to see what we select. Before we close out the episode, I just want to thank everyone who participated in our Twitter polls. And a huge thanks to our fellow indie podcasters who retweeted our polls and got the word out. Also, big thanks to Joe Maniello, The Bracketeers, Brian Brackets, and so many more non-podcast Twitter users who really helped boost our poll numbers. Make sure you give everyone a follow on Twitter. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and review to our show wherever you can. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music. We appreciate all of the support that we can get. And if you want to follow along via our social media accounts, you can find us at EvenTheScorePod on Twitter and Instagram. So on behalf of Jason and Anthony, thanks for listening to part one, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Take care. Tony Dance is still a dick.